0: sorry to disappoint you. So what was your expectation? Nah, I'm just an everyday dude. Oh, you expected perfection? This is what Christianity is supposed to be like. I make mistakes. Like, lots of mistakes. I'm just trying to do the best that I can do. I guess I'm just imperfectly human. Welcome to another episode of the Imperfectly Human podcast. I am your host, Mr. Daly, and I am the principal consultant at Yellow Eight. I have been in the analytics sector for 20 years and consulting for the last 13. I am passionate about helping analytical leaders eliminate the blockers and achieve their organizational vision. Yellow Eight is a business dedicated to helping analytical departments structure for success. Our mission is to unblock the strategic analytics and data science by putting in the right foundations. And to find out more about Yellow8, please visit www. www.yellow8.co.uk. <laughs> and um, I just want to thank everyone for tuning in to another episode of the Imperfectly Human podcast. I will apologize that I've been missing for probably about three, four weeks now, Um I just needed a bit of a break. As you know, I am really keen on preserving one's mental health and taking care of yourself. And that means learning when to take a break and, you know, when to focus on your inner being and take some time to do some of that personal healing, spiritual healing, whatever that journey may be for you. So for me, I needed some time away from the microphone and um, just time to focus on myself. to focus on my spiritual journey my spiritual growth um a bit of time in prayer and meditation and that sort of thing so it's been and definitely a, a lot more time with the family so that's been what that's what's been going on but i do appreciate those of you who have been checking in and checking for new episodes of the podcast i really do appreciate it um for those who are new you can catch well, I don't know where you're listening to this on, but generally you can catch the Imperfectly Human podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker or wherever you get your po- podcast. We are everywhere. And that is a good thing now. <laughs> so on today's episode, I have with me Dr. Brandy Victory and she is what? Well, I'm going to... Uh, function wait hold on let me see if I remember this correctly a <laughs> functional medicine practitioner but functional quantum is it quantum, quantum functional, functional health quantum functional health and you got it functional blood chemistry
1: yeah I do practice functional blood chemistry okay. wow there we, there we go there
0: we go there we go
1: that's awesome you remember
0: that <laughs> cool so please brandy introduce yourself and tell the people um more about what you do
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me here. This is just a really awesome experience. I love your energy and uh, your your, you just have this radiance. It's so beautiful. So it's it's appreciated a lot. Um, Yeah, so I am by licensure, a chiropractor. So I've been a chiropractor for 25 years, maybe. No, 22, 23 years, something like that. Uh, And earlier in my, my work, I started to learn about supplementation and nutrition and physiology on a much deeper level. Um, and and I just love it. I, I can adjust people all day long. And, uh, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to get well if they have a micronutrient deficiency. So yeah. I've, I found that integrating the micronutrients and in the, in the functional blood chemistry, which I'm happy to explain what that is, if you want. Um, it's just like where I look at lab work most doctors are going to look at most mds i should say you're going to look at your lab work through the lens of what's wrong yeah and if you're out of range you're either in range you're healthy if you're out of range you're unhealthy and you need drugs or surgery it's kind of the way it goes yeah i look at the labs from a perspective of optim- health optimization so how am i going to make the systems better and work and perform better And so when I look at labs, it's not about what's in range or out of range. It's really about the relationships between the labs. And so what is the hematocrit? How does that relate to hemoglobin and how does that relate to glucose and how does that relate to liver enzymes? And once you look at the relationships of everything... you can start to hear a story that the body is telling us that's under the current of, of what we can see. And so when we can see that, when we can start to understand what the undercurrent is of someone's reality and their physical body and their physical health, then we can begin to supplement and nourish their body back to a state of well-being and, and optimum performance.
0: Awesome. Yeah. That sounds good. So I am super interested in what you do because um you know for me i've i'm in a house full of women so i've got i've got my wife i've got three daughters oh, wow. and yeah <laughs> and um my middle daughter um, suffers from eczema but oh. so, so does my wife and in the last year or so yeah probably in the last year or even up, not up to a year my wife's eczema has gone absolutely crazy um and we have a very, pretty much healthy diet. We are vegan. We eat. Um, so not much in terms of, um, not that I'm saying that anyone that isn't vegan isn't healthy because some people always misinterpret that. So, but for, <laughs> yeah. from from us, we try and follow quite um, a whole foods plant plate plant based mm-hmm. diet. Um, so, from that, we get we focus on getting a lot of nutrients and, and so on. You know, we started doing we were quite bad with our supplementation, but we've really got focused on supplementation. But in over the last few months, we've kind of really started to dig into gut health and how much of how much of a part that actually plays in um, your overall well being and, and uh, your inflammatory response. To your environment yeah. and everything around you. So when I came across your profile, when I started and started to you know read more about you, I was like, oh man, this is super interesting. I was like, this is heaven sent. I need to have a conversation with Dr. Brandon. This is definitely stuff that I want to know more about. I'm, I'm so passionate about people having the being the best versions of themselves. And that's whether that's health, financially, emotionally, um, whatever it may be, spiritually. I think we all have different experiences and we have these experiences for a reason. And it's our job to help our fellow man or woman or human, whatever, to become the best version of themselves by sharing our experiences so many of us hide away in shame of the things that we've been through but those you are you know you are not your experiences you are a product of your experiences but you are not your experiences and if you if we can help other people understand that we can create such a a much better world. So yeah, super interested in what you do. But before we dive in, I'm going to ask you my famous icebreaker question, which is, what is your favorite genre of music and why?
1: It's so hard. Okay. (laughs) It depends on the situation. So yeah, totally. Like if if, at work in our office, we have kind of meditation, yoga type music that plays. Um, unfortunately Spotify recognizes that and thinks that I love that and want that all day long. And I don't, um, I actually love, I was listening to some nineties rock yesterday. Um, but if I'm going to just like have music on in the background in my daily life, it's probably going to be some genre of electronic music and usually some like chill house kind of vibe.
0: Okay, cool. Cool. (laughs)
1: Cool. I listen to it all. I like literally was listening to Country a few days ago. You know, (laughs) it just depends on what I'm getting ready for and what I'm going to do. That's
0: it. It's true. I I kind of find that um, your mood dictates the type of music that you want. If I'm working, I will go for some lo fi beats and just stuff that can just play in the background and keep me, you know, keep me in that zone of thinking and focused. If I'm getting ready to go out, well, I want to get the party started already. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. you know, you find whatever's got that up tempo. Yeah. You know, yeah. So, yeah. Or if I'm
1: in the gym, right? If I'm in the oh, gym, yeah. it's going to be like a much heavier beat, like Crystal Method, Bass Nectar, uh, you know, some of those kind of heavier yeah. workout yeah. music, or even some of the heavier rock I really like, like Godsmack. And, um, uh, you know those kinds of those kinds of music. So yeah, so it's actually all over the place.
0: <laughs> awesome, awesome, cool. So, um, I kind of gave you a bit of an introduction of why I became super interested. But one of the questions that I, you know, for me, really, and this is a bit selfish because, so sorry, audience, but <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. one of the questions that I'm, I really want to understand uh, or re get into is. So you've got gut health, and gut health is kind of one of the things people like to talk. Especially in the functional medicine space, it's a lot of people focus on. If you deal with what's going on in the gut, you deal with the illnesses, that, or the symptoms that the body um, shows in response to whatever's going on in the gut. So, how does that? How much of a part does gut health? play in quantum functional health and you know how does it all tie in
1: yeah thank you that's a great question so it plays a big part actually um i you know there's some things people are gifted at different things and i happen to be gifted at gut like it's just my thing uh, i don't know why it's just a natural thing for me hormones are a lot harder i can get you there but it's going to take a bit yeah right. i'm just like let's do this you're boom you know fixed but you know really with the the evolution of life on planet earth here where there's so many more toxins, there's so many more, there's a lot of trauma going on emotionally right now and energetically. And I mean, it it all impacts the gut, right? Um, We're, we're trying to now I think rise up and, and teach people the importance of eating clean, whole food diets, like you were saying, you guys do. But for the most part, at least here in America, most people are eating processed food. Yeah. And there's chemicals in it, there's toxins in it, there's food colorings, there's preservatives, those preservatives that are put in those foods are there to kill bacteria. So your food doesn't get old, right? Well, guess what it's doing to your gut? It's killing the bacteria in there. Yeah. And in your gut, you have what's called a microbiome. And so that's like the the environment that all the little, the good guys and the bad guys, if you want to call them that, uh, live in there. And if everything's balanced out, they live in harmony. So everybody's got their place and everybody's happy and we feel good as people, right? Yeah. It's just when, when those, those balances, that balance, that balance gets out of balance or those good guys versus bad guys get out of balance. And so we have bad guys start to take over and the good guys get depleted. And, um, over time it becomes detrimental to our health. So to answer your question, yeah, it's a huge part. You know, um, the gut is like our our soil. If we're gonna grow a garden, it's it's like the soil. So if you have soil that's that has bugs in it and it doesn't have any nutrients in it, you're probably not gonna have very good plants and fruit that comes from those plants, right? So when we nourish the soil or we nourish the gut back to health, then we have everything else can be uh, a of higher vibrational frequency and a better state of health.
0: Right. Yeah. Cool. So yeah. could you kind of explain to me the, um, the quantum, what's the quantum part of it? Because that sounds really kind of...
1: <laughs> it's a good question and I'm happy to explain. So yeah, so what we've pretty much talked about so far is functional health functional blood chemistry, yeah. supplementing nourishing a body back to a state of vibrancy and optimization. That's all functional health work. But the the other aspect that I was born to do is really helping people on a neuro emotional and energetic level to shift those frequencies so that the physical expression can change. Right. And so let me break that down for you. Whenever we have any. This is from my perspective and from the quantum perspective, all physical reality has an energetic blueprint. So it's energy first or it's consciousness first. And if there's a physical reality, be it a, a symptom in our body or a relationship that's not working or a habit that we can't break, or why do I keep hitting my knee on this table when I walk by it every single time, right? Those, those habits and programs and patterns are stored in the energy field in, in the consciousness. And with when we keep repeating patterns or showing up, you know, I have a lot of patients right now that they start to get better. And then then something terrible happens, and they're back in the hospital, or they have a really fall, right? And I'm like, Okay, so that's a pattern we need to work on, right? Because that pattern isn't, it's not, it's not a matter of will, it's not a matter of, oh, my gosh, I should change this. It's really a matter of changing the energetics and the consciousness that's creating the physical reality. And that's, my greatest gift to this planet.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I can relate to that because if I look at from a something that I've always believed and always I guess advocated was that from a especially from a Christian faith perspective it's that we are we are spirit before we are physical beings. Yes. So there is a spirit realm and everything that we see in the physic physical realm is controlled by what happens in the spiritual realm. So if you learn to control what's going on in the spiritual realm around you, then you manifest good things in the spiritual, in the physical realm. So that that kind of I can definitely relate to what you're saying. It 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 makes sense. It makes sense to me.
1: Thank you. Yeah, you're <laughs> out, you're right there. You got it. You know, and it it's so it's so big i I don't even know if I can even have the words to express how big that work is because when we start to change our inner our inner being when we start to awaken ourselves to the greatness that we are as a reflection of of God consciousness then we're just like our bodies are these vehicles for that expression to express through us. And so when we can like really get that and trust me, I'm still working on it myself, but I think there's (laughs) constantly an evolution happening in all of us. Right. And when we can deepen our awareness of that, then the, then the stuff, the story, the programs, the patterns, the bad relationship, the, the victimization, the dis ease becomes ease. Right.
0: Right. Makes sense. Yeah. That makes so much sense. Yeah. Cool. Well, yeah. I've got to jump into the boring part of the of, okay. of the in, <laughs> which is the the standard interview questions, but okay, they're not really boring. They should be fun, but let's let's go for <laughs> it. <laughs> um so if we go back to when it to where it all started for you, um when was that and what was the light bulb moment that made you realize that you know this is me, this is my journey and this is what I'm gonna do.
1: Yeah, it's a great question, you know, and it's really hard for me to pinpoint that. It's just been just an evolution of my, my unfoldment. Uh, You know, when I was younger, I was really sick. I was 12 sizes bigger than I am now. I had fibromyalgia, autoimmunity, chronic fatigue, um, uh, hypothyroid. I mean, the store, the literally this, this uh, bipolar manic depression, like I was bad sick bad sick, like to the point of when I would go into depressive states, I would want to commit suicide. Like it right. was like, I, it was bad. And I literally remember what I thought was my last conversation with God. And I, I'm here because these, uh, so these two gentlemen came into my life clearly there are angels in my life. Um, One was Dr. Robert Soans and one was Dr. Robert Rakowski. And those two gentlemen, one, Dr. Robert Soans is a chiropractor who works in the functional or in the, in the quantum world. He actually practices something called bioenergetic synchronization technique, which I'm a, a, I've been a master practitioner of that technique for a very long time. And then Dr. Rakowski practices functional medicine. And this was when I was in my twenties. And with the help of those two gentlemen, I, I, I got, I get to be the best I can possibly be and feel great and want to be here and not feel depressed ever and have lost all the weight and don't have chronic fatigue. And, you know, and so it was just really a call for me because most people don't know. And this is what they taught me is that we have the ability to heal. Yes. But we're not, we're not taught how to do that. We're just taught, take a pill and reduce a symptom,
0: right? not,
1: not to heal. Like drugs don't heal. They reduce
0: symptoms. Right. That's it. I've been. So that's something that I've been saying to people for so long that, Mm. you know, there is no, there is no pill that you can be prescribed that will heal you. Mm -mm. All it does is um, help you manage the symptoms. Yeah. So when someone is prescribing a painkiller, they're just managing the pain. When they are prescribing an antibiotic, they are, I guess, shutting down your immune system um, technically to, to allow something to happen or to, or to, or forcing you, forcing an autoimmune response in your body and getting the, um, your inflammation, your body's inflammatory response to kicking so that your body fights the illness or whatever. I think that's right. Yeah. Well, an
1: antibiotic is actually going to go in and kill the, kill the microbes supposedly. <laughs> They're going to kill the microbes that are causing the problem. Right. But the, and I'm not saying that's a bad idea. My mom kill the
0: good. They kill the good as well. They, they? kill yeah.
1: the good too. Yeah. But, yeah. but like my mom, she had C diff a few months ago was in the hospital and it was life threatening for her. And of course we wanted her to take the antibiotics of and course. whatever it takes. Right. And the more most important thing, once you get that you know, problem balanced out a little bit is to deal with the underlying root cause. Right. That's what, Or you're going to, or the problem is just going to come back.
0: Right. And that's, I think that's, that's something that people miss. Um, And it, it it can be quite easy for people to assume that when, when people say pills or medication is not going to heal you, they, people assume that you're saying, don't take them. And that's not, not, that's not the case. It's take them to you know, use them for what they're supposed, to, but don't become yes. dependent on them because you
1: exactly they don't. I mean, deal if you break your leg, you're gonna. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
0: No, I was just gonna say because they don't deal with the root cause.
1: Right, right. I mean, if you break your leg, definitely lose use crutches to get around. You know, <laughs> but also put a cast on it. Figure out like what you're gonna do after that cast comes off. You're probably not gonna need the crutches, right? Yeah. Well, getting the cast off is the healing process, and we we we're missing that in our, in our medical system of today, we're missing that, that piece. And that's what I believe the functional world is here to, to help people understand.
0: Cool. Cool. So, um, Ooh, this is an interesting one. So when you first started, how often did you question your path? And do you still have these moments?
1: how often. (laughs) So I will, I will say that I have recreated myself over and over and over and over again. It's like uncountable. And each recreation is a new evolution of who I am and who I want to be in the world and how I want to show up and, and the different types of people I want to treat. You know, there was a moment where I was treating autoimmune diseases um, I, I kind of gave up. I, I kind of got tired of that because there was just like this, this consciousness around it where people, I'm going to say this and I, and I'm not saying this, this is a blanket statement. I'm not saying this is true for everybody by any means, but in like Facebook groups, autoimmune Facebook groups, I'll go there and I would post something like, Hey, you're, you can heal your body. Like this can happen. And I would get attacked literally. So it seemed like there's this, there's this consciousness of victimhood that people don't really want to let go of. And so I started to change my approach to, Oh, well, how about I work with people who are already pretty good and they want to get better, you know, or athletes who want to keep their edge as they age and things like that. So, um, so I have my own podcast, it's called the ultimate biohack for women. And those are the, those are the kinds of things we talk about on there is, is, is how do we like rise up? Right. Um, so yeah, I've questioned in my path many, 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 many times. I mean, just when, COVID hit, I had a hands-on chiropractic and functional health practice. And as a chiropractor, I'm non-essential. So I had to close my office. And when it was time to open my office up again, my landlord increased my rent. And so I was like, I'm at a crossroads here clearly. Right. And it was, it was so clear. It was like, okay, you can either jump all in and do this practice thing again. And it and I promise you it would have been so full. I can't tell you when I made this decision to close the practice, how many new patients called to get in. I was just like, what are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> <Damn it. laughs> but for the previous two years, I had been uh, running my own business, consulting for other doctors. I was actually filling in as a chiropractor at another practice and trying to grow an online business because I really want to work virtually with people. And two years and I haven't really been able to bring it together. So, So this gave me the prime opportunity to say, you know what, I'm going to put everything else aside and I'm going to go all in here. I hired myself a coach. I got my program and my platform all built out. I'm like, Yes, and that was two years ago, and uh, and and since then, so I, I, you know, even in that moment, I was like, "What do I do?" You know, and 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 since then, you know, I'm basically building a new new business, right? So in the beginning, it was like, "Oh my gosh, is this really what I'm supposed to be doing?" And I just keep coming back to that. I totally trust divine guidance in my life and that it's always there. Now, okay. I'm not saying I don't have free will, but my goal in every single day is to wake up and go, okay, <laughs> what do you want from me today? Like, how can I show up and be the best me ever? And so even though I've had to recreate myself to to go through these growth spurts in my life, I absolutely know it's perfect.
0: That's an awesome answer. I I love that answer. Mm-hmm. It's you know, I can so relate to what you're saying. And and I think so many people are so afraid of um, having to reinvent themselves. Mm-hmm. And especially as an entrepreneur, it's um, I think one of the, the greatest gifts as an entrepreneur is that you are a creative and you are, you know, you're a creator because you are made in the image of a creator. So you yeah. kind of it's it's what naturally flows out of you and that means you you can't stay the same because you're constantly coming up with new ideas and you're constantly wanting to try and wanting to do new things and i think that's that's just what we are as especially people who tap into that entrepreneurial spirit so i always say never be afraid to, if some if you feel like something has come to the end of its natural journey with you, even if it's a super successful business don't be afraid to close it down and do something else because you are a creator that's what you're supposed to do and you will find you you know and like you say um, as long as you you have that divine guidance to to sh- help you show up and be the best ver- version of you. I don't believe you can go wrong.
1: I agree. <laughs> I agree. Sometimes I'm like faster. Come on. Bring it.
0: <laughs> I got tired. <laughs> <thing to> do. <laughs> so what motivates you as an entrepreneur?
1: Mm. What motivates me as an entrepreneur is being able to call my own shots, live my own life according to my rules and, um, You know, if I want to take a day off, I can take a day off whenever I want.
0: Yeah.
1: Awesome. (laughs) Yeah. I've worked for other people. I love, I actually really love working with other people because as an entrepreneur, I sometimes feel alone in the process. Uh, I have great, uh, my assistant is amazing. She's like totally 100% got my back. So it's really good that I have her, but I still like the camaraderie of what happens in an office, especially with doctors and stuff like that. It's just so much fun, bounce ideas off each other and stuff. And, and you know, all the all the places I, work. I'm sure there's someone who aligns with what I do where I would fit in really well, But but all the places I've ever worked have been part of what I'm really, who I am, not all of who I am. And I want to share all of who I am, you know? And so when I have to suppress certain parts of my beingness to fit into a particular mold or office or a way of working, then it just, it, it just brings detriment to my soul.
0: I hear that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So um, what are top three characteristics every entrepreneur should have in your opinion?
1: Hmm. Willingness to learn, number one, willingness to fall down and to get back up. <laughs> and just staying focused on your desire. And if it doesn't work out in the first month or the first year, like if you want it to happen, you stay focused on it. I've been working on having a virtual practice now for 4 years. Now granted, the first 2 years I didn't get to go all in with it, but these last 2 years I I had set the previous 2 years I had set the foundation. And then I was like, I got I got the foundation. Let's just like get a coach to help me refine what I'm doing here and it it was it was it's life changing that what has come from how much time and energy I used to spend out doing work for other people. And now it's all right here for, for our business here. So, you know, you just have to have patience and you have to have um, the ability to sit back and just ask, you know, maybe, maybe the, the direction you're going isn't perfectly right for you. You know, maybe yes. there's something more is this, just to really come back and go, okay, what is it I am supposed to be doing today?
0: Awesome. So, um, ooh. This always gets people. <laughs> what, are the, what are the top three mistakes you wish you avoided in your journey?
1: Mm, you know, I'm not sure that I've wished I've avoided anything that's happened in my life because it's all gotten me right here. Awesome. That being said. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I don't even know if I have anything for that really because um Have I made mistakes? Hell yeah. Heck yeah. Sorry. Um, (laughs) I've made a lot of mistakes. Um, But I don't know if I, and you know, I used to be a person who would beat myself up for stuff all the time. Like I would get really mean to myself and, and tell myself bad things about myself. And um, I don't do that anymore. And I'm, and I'm so grateful because if, if you had asked me this, you know, several years ago when I was that person, I would probably tell you lots of mistakes I made, but now I'm like, you know what? It's all been perfect. Cause it's driving me to where I'm supposed to go. Whenever we make a mistake, we learn from it, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, I think I still, you know, for me, I, I think I still struggle with, um, forgiving myself for my Mm. own mistakes I think that's probably one of my one of the things that I am well I know I'm actively still working on learning to Mm. be as you say kinder to myself because Mm. I appreciate that every mistake is actually a learning opportunity Uh, I I hate to refer to them as mistakes I'm probably going to change that question and probably (laughs) rephrase it as learning opportunities but I do like to look at when things go wrong they're not mistakes they're learning opportunities and it's about what you learn from them and how you grow from what you've learned but there's a part of me that still struggles with accepting that it was a learning opportunity and and punishes it punishes myself
1: mm-hmm. for
0: making or for tripping up or whatever it may be um So I think that's a journey that everyone has to go through and it's something that everyone has to work on. And I I love the fact that, you know, you've you've talked about how, yes, in the past I would have had loads, but now, yeah, I don't see them as mistakes. So that's great. That's That's a great answer. Um,
1: Yeah. And I was just thinking, you know, you've got those three beautiful little girls over there. And I am sure that when they started walking and fell down, you didn't reprimand them or when they accident when they were coloring on the walls, you might have gotten upset because they're (laughs) at your walls, but you're not going to tell them they're a failure or, you know, you're not going to give them something that's like going to harm their consciousness and who they grow up to be in the world. Right. So I just always say, give that to yourself.
0: Yeah. And it's weird because um, I've taken a completely different approach with my children to what I had in life. Um, I've given them, so they are homeschooled. They are um, completely free to explore their creativity and who they were created to be rather than, an academic program that tries to confine them into. So we took them out of school because we felt the school system was trying to turn them into a worker bee or trying to force them into a mold. And I didn't believe that that's what they were supposed to. I believed that they were free to choose and to, you know, really explore their creativity. So that's what they do. So I'm really open, really open with them uh, about that. Um, I think I give myself a hard time because I know that ultimately i 'm a creative and i 'm in a very logical space which um, whilst my brain functions well in the lo- in a logical space, I miss the creativity element because that 's the core of who i am i 've always been a musician i 've always um loved just anything creative anything artsy anything storytelling um using my imagination so when i be you know part of the whilst music is you know playing instruments is great but writing lyrics and when you're writing a song and you can tell a story for a song to me that's that's fun that is there is so much joy in that so losing that element of myself in my career and Mm and being forced into a space where i'm spending 10 12 hours a day not being allowed to be as creative as i normally am mm. it made me this person that was constantly punishing myself because i felt you're you're telling them to do something but you're not living what you're telling them to do
1: beautiful yeah
0: and that's yeah, and how
1: awesome that you've, you know, that like, you can see that, right. Yeah. That's how it changes.
0: And that's what I'm working on. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's, it is what inspires my entrepreneurial journey. It is why I started my business. It is why I, you know, whilst my business is still more in, the, in my, um, act, what I guess what I trained in professionally, um, I'm, slowly transitioning out of that. And that's one of the reasons why I do the podcast because it's it allows me that freedom to be creative again. And um eventually, hopefully it will everything should, fingers crossed, everything should come meet where it's supposed to meet. I, I do believe that um the opportunities will always be around us. We just have to be willing to receive those opportunities when they come our way.
1: That's right. That's right. And that they're always there. Yeah, they're always there. It, and it's not always easy to remember. I just had a uh, my Thanksgiving holiday. I went back to Texas and visit my family. I'm in the Colorado uh, Boulder area here. And uh it, it was a it was crazy. I, at my parents' house, the day of Thanksgiving had sewage in the floor. I mean, it was just one thing after next, like was just like tumbling around. Right. And uh and all these beautiful things happened as a result of it. I was like, wow, how is this happening right now? Like every day, some amazing blessing was just like, boom, landed in my lap, like all the way to down, not getting a parking ticket for a parking somewhere I should have paid, you know, like things yeah. like that. Starbucks, giving me a coffee, you know, like just constantly coming and coming and coming. And, and it was, it was evidence to me in that moment that was like, oh, wow, I am always taken care of in the midst of all this crazy that's happening over here. I'm always taken care of. And then of course I was like, please don't let me ever forget.
0: (laughs) Right, right. That's it. And that's it. I think that's the most important thing. I think we can, we can become so consumed about what's going wrong. We forget that what's going right outweighs what's going wrong, that's right, and just the fact that you're you're alive and you're breathing is you know that's the biggest that's the biggest win
1: yeah, I'm so, no yeah. kidding, and you get to choose how you show up every single day
0: yeah um yeah. oh, so <laughs> I know you've got your assistant, so how did you go about building your team, and what advice would you? Advice would you offer to future leaders who were thinking about how they build and select the people that they work with?
1: Mm, Awesome question. So, for a very long time, I worked by myself uh, and I was a jack of all trades. (laughs) And I was (laughs) like you, and I was stressed out because I was spending 12 to 14 hours a day on my business rather than in my business. And it was just too much. And so, I, I learned, I started learning to delegate, like, Okay, I'm going to outsource this work. You know, I'm going to outsource this transcription. I'm going to outsource that, and then as my practice grew, I recognized I need help, and I opened my hands on office. I needed a front desk. You know, I mean, that's just the way that goes. And um, the lady who started working for me was, I just was graced by her because she was a. Uh, she had been a nurse all her life and she managed doctor's offices and she was retired and she was in her sixties and she just wanted something to do. So she came into my office and showed me how to do that. You know, I was like, what? <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> you know, ask for the blessing to drop in and it will. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the other, the other things that I've looked at and I haven't done is, um, you know, like going to the college, uh, the uh Colorado University is here and there's there's kids there that need credits and they need to work for to to graduate so there's there's that option I haven't had to do it yet but it's definitely something that's in my back pocket to look at as far as hiring on a team I have gone through a, a lot um, but the lady who's working with me now, she was a patient of mine and she's been through my program and she's recovered from a lot. And so she really understands what it is that I do.
0: Right. And
1: for me and where I'm at in my practice, that's really, really helpful to have someone be able to speak the language I speak and understand why I do what I do. So when the patients are asking questions, she has all the feedback already for them. The, I guess to answer your question, um, just for anyone, it would be find someone who aligns with your vision mm. and speaks your language.
0: Love that. Awesome. Mm. That's an awesome yeah. answer. Mm. Um, so I guess we've kind of covered the next one, so I'm going to skip it. <laughs> um, can you give an example of your biggest win and your biggest loss and what each of them taught you?
1: Woo! let's start with the loss. My biggest loss. I know what my biggest win is. I think, um, at least it's the one that's coming to mind. So, uh, I, in my previous life, I lived in California when I started my functional health practice. And, um, there was a moment where I had, I had actually had three practices in California and I was I was so broke. I was just tired and I couldn't function. And I told my boyfriend, I was like, can we just like, can we take a vacation? Can we go to Bali for six weeks? Like that was a huge deal because to nice. leave practices for even a week is out of the question, you know, but I knew I had to step back and re-figure out who I am and what's happening. And in that moment, he did a little research and he came back to me and he says, you know, we could actually live over there on my pension like kings. And I'm like, What? okay, this is a new concept. Let's do it. (laughs) So, so, um, so I went through the process of closing my business, but in that I wanted to, I wanted to shift and have some of my patients come with me and work with me virtually. So that was my first stepping out into a virtual practice. And it worked. Now, the storyline, we didn't get to Bali. And that's a whole different story for another day. <laughs> but I did end up going to Costa Rica and traveling the Western United States, consciously homeless for three years, doing professional house sitting. And I had my patients that came with me uh, virtually virtually and that I feel like is a huge win for me to know that I could actually have the freedom of a virtual practice yeah. without, without like, like just have the freedom of a virtual practice. So that's a huge, that was a huge win. Cause that's how I, that gave me the foundation of what I'm doing today to be, to be viable work. Um, what was the other question? My biggest what? Loss. Loss. My biggest loss. In my business. Yeah. <laughs> biggest loss or it could
0: just be um probably it doesn't necessarily have to be in business it it could be an experience that taught you a lot but really shaped who you are now
1: okay I can answer that oh okay (laughs) Uh, yeah yeah I I don't it's not like any of my businesses failed I've chosen to close some down and they maybe weren't as profitable if I like them to be, but I wouldn't say that was a loss. Um, But an experience that did mold me into who I am, that was somewhat of a loss on some ways, but it was also a win on others. But um, I I'm from Texas and I left, I left Texas. I left my family to go to work with this particular doctor that is a master at his work. And so I got to work with him for a few years in his office in California. Well, leaving my family, that shortly led to a divorce after that was a, was a detriment. It was a very big loss for me. Um, my family's still there and I go back and visit, but it was one of the hardest things. Uh, maybe the hardest thing I've ever done is to leave my family. I mean, in Texas, it's kind of like when you're raised there, it's like we're the Lone Star State, right? Yeah. So you don't leave, but, but that's, you're there (laughs) yeah like really and uh and I did and I'm so grateful because it was it was what I exactly needed for the evolution of, of who I came to be in the world and I could never have done that there so yeah it was a big loss because I I had to move away from my family I ended up getting a divorce and that was like the hardest thing I've ever done in my life and uh and I get to do this now you know
0: awesome
1: yeah (laughs) <laughs>
0: that is a good question. <laughs> it does, it does. Okay. Um, ooh, now this is a fun one. What is your idea generation and evaluation process and how do you know when you've landed on a good idea? Hmm.
1: The idea generation and evaluation
0: process?
1: Yeah. Okay, so, thanks. Um honestly my ideas come when I'm more committed to my meditation and my yoga practice. If I'm not doing my practices if I'm like oh I get too busy whatever <laughs> too busy <laughs> um then I notice that I start feeling like empty and then my creative flow stops. And so, um, you know, luckily for me, those things, those days happen less and less in my life now, um, because they're all learning moments when you stop. Right. And, uh, and yeah, because it gives me a chance to sit and, and actually it's how I write my solo cast too, is during meditation. I like write my, they just come to me. Um, so, so that's my favorite way of, of bringing creative, uh, creativity to my work. Um, evaluating it when it comes to a a solo cast or something like that, that's come to me. I, and that that's, it's just, I just know that's supposed to be out there because that's how it comes. Um, when I get an idea of, okay, what are we going to offer this month? What's going to be our special? What product do we want to focus on that kind of stuff? Um, I luckily have my assistant Chloe to bounce ideas off of. And I, and I listen, you know, like, I have a a coach that I'm following right now and she is talking about like on Mondays, put out a reel on Tuesdays, do an infographic and that breaking it down like that. And so I, because I'm not a grand marketer, like that's not my gig. Like I'm a really (laughs) great doctor and I'm a terrible, well, I wouldn't say terrible, but I'm not a great marketer. Um, And I want to be better at it. Right. And so I'm trying to learn, I'm going to challenge myself to a 30 or no, 90 day Instagram run so we'll see how that goes because i don't i've never done it before um so you know it's really listening to other people and then pulling from them and you know i honestly don't really know if i'm answering your question like i have a 90 day plan, like my marketing plan I'm writing out right now. And I've just like been like, okay, so what do I want to offer? Like what feeling, what what am I feeling called to offer? And then my coach, she recommended to survey your audience. and, And I'm doing that right now. I haven't got those messages back yet. So that may change things when I hear maybe they want something different, you know? Um, yeah, I don't know. I just I just go with it because I believe that I'm told what to do and I follow it. <laughs> no,
0: that's cool. That's cool. And, but that's um, there's nothing wrong with that. So you know, personally, so I'm I'm very like very much like you. I am well, maybe I'm pe- I personally I am pet- petrified of social media. That's not to say I don't use it, but and it doesn't. It people find it so strange because you know, at the peak of my music career, I was on stages in front of thousands of people, Mm. but to put myself out there on social media, I was, I'm absolutely terrified. I just don't like it. I, it, it just feels, it just feels too, um, how do I put it? It's like too personal. And, And if that makes sense, it just feels like I'm literally talking to the person and, And I can be, so I've, I'm an introvert and it's not that I'm afraid to, if I'm talking to someone and I'm excited about what I'm talking about, the conversation is easy. It flows. If it's a new, if it's something, if I feel like I'm doing something just because I have to do it, then that's when the nerves kick in. That's when I'm this, this, you know, the fear kicks in and then I just start to shut down. So that's what happens with social media. And <laughs> when you have to and then I get into the whole okay I've got to post this and then it just it becomes so overwhelming and I'm just like I don't want to do this. I don't like this. This can go over there and I'll focus on my craft because I know how to do that really well. So I'm I'm putting myself through my paces as well to challenge myself to be a bit more out there especially because I think the more you embrace social media, the more you unleash that creativity because you need to be creative to, to make, you don't want the same content over and over and over right. again. So you got to get those creative juices going. But like you, I am one for, if I feel led, felt feel called to do something, then that's what I'm going to do. And even if it, It's only a response from one person i know that that maybe that thing was specifically for that one person that's not a bad thing for me that's you know as long as the people that need to be helped get what they need i'm happy whether that's one person a thousand people a hundred thousand people doesn't matter
1: yeah i hear you on that and one thing that's Kind of helping me right now. I haven't. This is kind of new for me too. But it, just to maybe share it with you because it might help you too, uh, is that I'm writing out a three month calendar of okay. In January we're going to have this ten day weight loss reset. In February we're going to have a uh, metabolic program special or five dollars five hundred dollars off. And in in March we're going to do a transformation program or a micronutrient test special. I haven't decided on that. But then so now that I know each thing that I'm doing each month. Then I'm going to each week has a topic. So if I'm going to offer the 10 day weight loss reset for the four weeks prior, I'm going to talk about why weight isn't a food issue, you know, the uh, gut weight connection kind of thing, uh, mindset for weight loss. I'm going to talk about this. So so I'm writing out the topics for each week and then cross my fingers. This works out and I actually get this done. But my goal is to uh, from those topics, I'm going to write, okay, here's what I want. I have five posts that I want to post each week. I want this post, this post, and this post one to be a real. And I'm going to talk about this. Uh, one's going to be an infographic and I'll build it out. One's going to be uh, something personal or from a patient or something, you know? Yeah. So I have it all written out. And then at the end of the month, I'm going to build all the stuff out for the next month. And that way it's built. I don't have to like, cause the reason why I don't do social media One reason is I just don't really like it. But the second reason is because um, I just don't, I'm not on social media. It's not my thing. Um, I got better things to do. Uh, But (laughs) the reason why I don't promote my business on there more is because I feel like I'm always like trying to do it on the fly. Like if I, if I having a good day and I'm cooking something up in the kitchen, that's fun. I'll post a picture or something and that's fun. But if I'm on my period, that's not fun. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, seriously, it's like, um, I can't keep consistency like this. So the only way I'm going to be able to keep consistency is to have a plan and pre-build it and let it go.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Makes perfect sense. That I think consistency is the, it's the hardest part of it. I think right. that's the hardest part of it. That's the bit I struggle with. It's just, yeah. Oh, to do this over and over again. And how do I make sure I'm, I'm constantly getting it right? And
1: yeah, i be easy
0: I, on yourself. <laughs>
1: like... I actually got this huge calendar. Look at this big old thing. Oh yeah. And I'm literally on each day. I'm going to write, this is the post we're making. This is the concept we're talking about. This is the reel we're doing The infographic. So I'll have it all ready to go. So I don't have to think about it. It's just a task.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay.
1: We'll see.
0: Yeah. We'll see who guys. <laughs> I don't
1: know. I don't have any answers here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we are on the last question. Okay. Okay. So, um, I think this is a good one. Um, how do you balance the sacrifice needed to be successful with the R and R needed to remain sane and avoid burnout?
1: It's a constant practice. It is a constant practice. And I can't say I'm, I'm perfect and i'm getting better <laughs> covid has helped a lot i ended up getting covid and uh and that put me all, all down so i wasn't able to work and i realized during covid covid was actually a very spiritual experience for me and i realized during covid that i had been overworking too much like i was just going 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 yeah. and not taking enough time for self care and so since then it's been a little bit easier but i do have to watch it you know and if it's not if it's not work like i do really good i I'm like, okay, I'm going to start work at nine o'clock. I'm going to close my computer at whatever time. It's Sometimes today it's going to be 1.30. Sometimes it's 4.30. Sometimes it's 5.30, right? But I have a plan yeah. and I literally close my computer and put it up. I put all my work stuff up so I don't look at it and I don't go back to it. I check my emails once a day. I, like, So I have systems in place that are yeah. like, okay, I'm just going to do this thing and, and trust that it's enough. Because I believe our overworking comes from not trusting that it's enough. We want it to happen faster. And if we work harder and more and don't sleep and give it all we got, then it's going to come faster. And then in- probably not. Yeah. Cause your energy isn't magnetic for what you're trying to achieve.
0: Yeah. Ooh, I like that. I like that because that goes, that goes against, um, what people say about the laws of attraction. Does it in what way? So, um actually does it so maybe it's my misunderstanding of 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 the laws of attraction but i guess people people say the more you the more you try and oh, am i getting this right the more you try and manifest what you want the, the 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 greater the likelihood of it manifesting is what i'm understanding or you you attract the you attract what you want to you by i kind of relate it to faith so in my the way i explain it is for, for me i work on faith i believe that something is i have faith that it's going to happen i have faith that it's already it's already happened in the spiritual world and yes. i just have to work to make it manifest in the physical world that's that's my belief system I'm trying. For me, the law of attraction is kind of like you've got to. ah, I'm struggling to. I'm struggling to articulate what's going on in my head, but it feels like it feels more forceful. Is is how I feel about it, but that might just be me misinterpreting the law of attraction.
1: Well, I know I think I hear where you're coming from and I, I think there is definitely something to the law of attraction like what you focus on becomes, right? Like it does. And sometimes it takes longer and sometimes it takes shorter and sometimes maybe you're focusing on something that you're not being called to do because your ego's in the way, right? And so you're like and I feel like like I was with my mom in Thanksgiving and she said she commented on something and she's like, "Yeah, I've prayed for forgiveness for over that a million times." I'm like, "Mom, you only have to do it once. Trust your prayers are heard." Right. And so I believe that our prayers are heard. So if we like put it out there that this thing is what we want, then can we like, can we land back into the trust that it's unfolding for us in our highest and probably better than we could imagine it to be? Now, maybe it looks a little bit different. Like when I look around at my life right now, and trust me, I, this, I don't live every day, you know, on a pedestal <laughs> with golden halos around my head. Okay. So <laughs> you don't get that wrong. Don't hate me like that. <laughs> yeah, but I do, I look around my life and I'm like, wow, especially when I get into those places where I'm like, man, it's not happening. What's wrong with me? You know, if that happens and I luckily feel so blessed to have people in my life who can be like, you know, look around, your life is amazing. I'm like, you know, you're right. It is amazing, you know? And so can we come back more into the gratitude and the recognition that the things that we have asked for are, are here and better than they ever have been there than they, than we ever could imagine. They could be like my partner. Like I, i'm like wake up every day i'm like really you're a, you're in my life like this man is amazing and the we we're constantly having that stuff but we forget because we get trapped in the computer we get trapped in the finances we get trapped in the desires of something else but not not letting ourselves allow it to come to us from a place of trust and faith and and allowing it to be magnetized to us rather we're out there hustling it hustling it hustling it and in the hustle we're saying we don't have it and in that we don't have it guess what we keep creating we don't have it right so I think there's this fine balance between yeah I want to hold my vision really strong don't get me wrong that's why I have a three-month marketing plan Mm -hmm. and I also want to step away from it sometimes to let it do its thing like baking a cake you can't just keep watching it right
0: (laughs) oh you can no I'm kidding (laughs) if you're just really hungry you might just want to watch it (laughs) oh no but that that's really cool that's um yeah that's I've loved chatting to you this has been such a good interview a really good conversation because just a lot of the stuff you say just resonates with with how I feel. And, and you know, just on what, on, on you, what you were talking about, um, one of the things that I had to realize, especially, you know, I can only talk from my own personal experiences, but I had to appreciate that sometimes I'm out here trying to hustle for the things that I want and I'm not recognizing that I've already got them because they don't look how I want them to look. Mm -hmm. whereas so it's not that they don't exist it's just that my perception of of what they should look like isn't what they actually look like um and and i had to learn to change to shift my perspective it it was funny because i was so hell-bent on um you know i've got to make this much money so that i can do this and do this and do this and i realized that the more money i made the more time I spent away from my children. And Mm -hmm. the reason I was working so hard was because I wanted to spend more time with them. So Mm -hmm. what I believed would give me more time with them was actually what was taking me away from them. Ah. I had to refocus and say, right, what's important? How do I spend, how do I get back to spending more time with them? And how do I make what I want how do I make it happen without me having to invest so much of my time in it? And that, that is part, and going back to what we said earlier, that was part of my evolution and reinventing myself because I realized that, Hey, if you want to do, if you want to be a full-time consultant and, and build a consultancy practice in the corporate space, they're going to want you to travel here, there, and everywhere, because that's what happens in that space. So that can't be what you want because you want to be at home with the kids. You just want to do a few conference calls a day. And, and so, yeah. so I was just like, hmm, right, time to start to reevaluate what what what's important to me and what business looks like with that as the core. Yeah. So yeah, no awesome conversation. I've really enjoyed myself. And if you you would be kind enough to grace me with your presence once again, I will book something in for the future. Of course
1: (laughs) I would. I've really appreciated the conversation as well. May I ask you a question?
0: Yes, of course. Go away.
1: I'm just curious, what kind of music were you playing?
0: What? um, And when I was, um, oh, okay. okay. So I started off a DJ. Um my dad was a DJ in his when he in his youth. So I became as I got older, I got really into music. Um he played a lot of Motown, a lot of um probably it's not what it's not Afrobeat now, because Afrobeat is kind of a new thing, but he introduced me to a lot of artists like King Sunny Ade, um Fela Kuti. And all these African musicians But then he also introduced me to a lot of Motown And a lot of jazz And so I got really into that And then as I got into my te- Well, I got into a lot of Michael Jackson That was I was one of the biggest Michael Jackson fans out there And um, as I got into my teens I got into um, hip-hop So I did a lot of um, hip-hop DJing, R&B um, Funky House, Garage um, And all of that then I got into making music, and I grabbed it. It was weird. I started off making R&B in um because I was a singer, and oh. then I moved away from singing and actually went to hip-hop. So I started to do a lot more because I felt it was far more expressive. Um, it was like poetry. I got to write. Um, I have really got to tell stories with my lyrics and, and things like that. So that became my vice. I loved the storytelling. I loved um, giving stories of hope and inspiration and talking about what was going on and um, just in the world and things like that. So hip hop became my thing. And then as I grew in faith, I kind of went into the Christian music scene. And that's where I stayed for a bit. And I did a lot of Christian hip hop. Um, And then in 2009, when my second daughter was born, I was like, "Ah, I can't keep doing this. I can't keep, I can't keep traveling and working and trying to be a father. So that was when the music stopped. And that's when I started to sort of look for a new way to express myself. And that's when I started to get into more podcasting and that kind of I guess the talk space. I didn't really get into podcast until 2020, 2020. But in, the, in between, I kept sort of dabbling in little things which were leading me towards podcasting. So that's been, that was my whole sort of journey.
1: Yeah, thank you for sharing that. It's just fascinating to me. I, I think it's, it's really cool. I, I love DJs, so, you know, yeah. um, it's just fascinating to see how somebody evolves through, through right? And now here you are.
0: Yeah. I miss yeah. DJ. I definitely do miss I DJing. bet you do. You,
1: you do you do it at home or anything?
0: Um I did. So I still I still produce music. Um so that is my another creative outlet that I have. So if I'm having a bad day working, I shut the laptop, um bring out the equipment set it all up and off I go and I'll make music for a few hours and it'll put me in a good frame of mind again so I still do that and I'm hoping to get back into DJing in the next sort of, well sometime in sometime next year I just have to create a space because I don't want to, the kids don't want to hear that loud music <laughs> 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 yeah. that's awesome, Teenagers- awesome huh? Teenagers have got different tastes to us now. They just like <laughs> we don't like your music.
1: <laughs> yeah. Maybe you can find some way to blend what they're listening to into what you're doing.
0: Yeah. That'd, that'd be, be cool. really cool. Yeah. They'd appreciate
1: that. But I just heard this um this blend of Michael Jackson. Do you remember time? that song? Yeah. Blended with Phil Collins. I remember like that. Like you. Oh, right. oh, it wow. was. That it was awesome. It was so cool. I was just like, wow, this is so amazing. Where was that? Was
0: that on was that on like social media or?
1: Yeah, it's by an artist called Sit Kick.
0: Okay, cool. I'm gonna look for that.
1: Yeah, S-I-C-K-I-C-K. And it was on Instagram. I haven't found like the whole song yet. I'm I'm dying to, but I just haven't had a chance.
0: (laughs) I'm gonna search that tonight.
1: (laughs) It's good. You'll love it. Awesome. Well, thanks so much.
0: Yeah, thank you. Thank you for joining me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I look forward to future conversations.
0: So that was Dr. Brandy Victory and um that was a great conversation. I've really enjoyed my time speaking with Dr. Brandy. And like I said, I'm going I hope to get her back on the show um soon because she's got so much so much to say. Um so positive and um just that whole her whole vibe And you know Getting your energy right She's got great energy So Yeah I I I really enjoyed that I really enjoyed that Anyway So I may I may not <laughs> I may I may not be um, Have a few more episodes Up my sleeve Before The Christmas break Um I am so I kind of alluded to a few things, but I am exploring some other opportunities in life and other things. And that's not to say that Yellow Eight. Well, it, it, I'm I'm moving away from Yellow Eight. That's not the case, and I'm not moving away from the Daily Perspective. In fact, I am con- considering bringing back the Daily Perspective podcast. I know it's been paused for about six months. Um, So I'm I'm considering bringing back the daily perspective, having the imperfectly human running and um, bringing the two back. So um, I am going to be doing a lot of thinking, a lot of contemplating over the Christmas break. Um, I hope you guys have a great Christmas break. I hope you guys use the time productively, really um, spend that time getting into yourself and getting to know what you want to do in life. Believe, believe me when I say it, there is nothing wrong with um, reevaluating where you are in your journey. There is nothing wrong with reassessing what you want because you evolve as a person and therefore your goals or your journey to your end goal um, changes. And sometimes your end, your end goal may change. Or your perception of your end goal Should I say Your perception of what your end goal looks like May change um, I, I, As I said in that interview that You know Initially I had this big vision Of creating this um, Big Corporate consultancy Because I wanted To give myself freedom So that I could spend more time with my children And then I realised the amount of time and energy that it was taking to, to build what I was hoping for actually meant that I was spending less time with my children. So my my goal was still the same. My ultimate goal was still more time with my family, more time with my children. Um, but my the means to the end changed. My journey changed. And that is the life that I'm still living, Um But as I said, uh, there are a few things that I'm thinking about in the pipeline. I'm thinking about, again, thinking about how I make my desired end goal a reality. How do I make that desire to spend more and more time with my children um, a reality? And whilst still working, whilst still pushing and driving towards... Financial freedom, success, happiness, and everyone's definition. Don't let the, don't let anyone dictate to you what success looks like, because success is what you deem it to be. Uh, for some people, success is millions in the bank. Um, for some people, success is the freedom to choose when they do something and how they do something. Success everyone's definition of success is different. So don't let anyone dictate to you what your definition of success is. Go for what feels right with you. Or for you, should I say. Um, Anyway, as I said, over the next few weeks, um, there may be a couple more episodes before I take a break. Um, I will definitely have a break between... Um, The last week of December and um, the first week of January, that's a given. That's a period of time where I am not doing anything. I just want to chill out, relax, uh, vibe, and that's it. So that's what I'm going to do. But as we sort of close this off, I want to thank everyone that's supported throughout the year Um, supported from the beginning when the Imperfectly Human started this journey for those who have been supporting, for those who have been constantly listening, sending me messages, sending me emails I truly appreciate you, Um, one of the people I really want to shout out is um, Susan Susan Gabriel, she sends me um, lovely emails, she's been she was a great guest a great person, very inspirational, very kind, very warm, gentle spirit. I really, really appreciate her, um, and just all the guests that I've had over the last few months. You know, each of them have brought a different perspective to this, and they have helped this journey for the on the imperfectly human podcast. They have helped it get to where it is now and i just want to just give them you know that recognition because i believe they deserve it anyway that is all i have for you um i don't have much else to say i will see you in the new year i guess, i'm saying i'm gonna see you in the new year and i keep saying there might be some episodes I haven't decided, but I will definitely see you in New Year. So take from that what you want. <laughs> I know that's confusing as, confusing as heck, but hey, forgive me. Anyway, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and um, don't stop striving for what you want in this life. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Imperfectly Human Podcast. Remember to subscribe and share this podcast. You can do this on your favourite streaming platforms.